It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Can private schools refuse to admit students because of their parents' political connections? There's been talk about the possibility that some D.C. area schools might not admit Kellyanne Conway's children because of her connections to the incoming administration. Conway was President-elect Trump's campaign manager and will be one of his top advisors. I want to emphasize that there is no evidence that any school is planning not to take Conway's children or the children of any other Trump staffers, but it presents some interesting questions. And noted First Amendment scholar Professor Eugene Volokh of UCLA Law School wrote a column about those questions in the Washington Post Volokh Conspiracy. Well, Eugene, speaking about conspiracies, what would happen if some private schools decided to reject children because their parents were Trump staffers? Is that legal? Uh, in most states, most uh, cities, absolutely. Uh, in most, um, uh, most places don't ban public uh, um, uh, accommodations or uh, um, edu- private and educational institutions from discriminating based on political affiliation. But D.C. is an exception. In D.C., it actually is illegal to discriminate against uh, uh, children because of their parents' political parties. Uh, and uh, uh, that means if a school does say, look, you know, we're going to accept high-level uh, Democratic official children but not high-level Republican official children, that would violate D.C. law but wouldn't violate Maryland or Virginia law. Uh, uh, likewise, as to employment, uh, it varies from state to state. As to employment, uh, more states and, uh, in, uh, and uh, uh, cities, including D.C., including California and New York, ban political affiliation discrimination uh, by employers. But uh, uh, the majority of states don't. So this is an area where the law varies from state to state and jurisdiction to jurisdiction. And as to schools only, D.C. and I think the Virgin Islands, I think that's the only other place that ban political affiliation discrimination by private schools. Eugene, uh, so, so I, I learned from your, your column that the D.C. law talks about, as you said, political affiliation. How about if, say, a school were to say, we're, we're fine with, with uh, you know, Republicans or Democrats, we just don't like the Trump administration. Could, could a school do that? That is one area that's not certain. Uh, a school could discriminate uh, under D.C. law uh, based on political views, uh, so long as it doesn't do it based on party. So, for example, it could say we're not going to allow the children of racists or the children of environmentalists or the children of communists uh, uh, to, to go to our school. Excuse me, you shouldn't say communist. Communist is a political party. Uh, but uh, uh, um, to go to our school. Uh, but uh, uh, when it comes to saying no Republican, 
Republicans, then uh, that's not permitted. How do you treat something like the Trump administration, which is a Republican administration? The people involved in it are involved in it because they are primarily because they're Republicans and not necessarily because they're big Trump acolytes. Um, uh, that's unclear. As you might gather, these kinds of laws are very rarely litigated, partly because uh, uh, political affiliation discrimination is actually pretty rare, at least overtly so. My sense is that most D.C. area schools uh, uh, want uh, to, uh, don't want to limit their audience to just uh, one side of the political aisle. But yeah, that's an area that's unclear. Clearly, if they said no Republicans or no high-level Republicans, that would be impermissible. But what if they said no Trump supporters or no Sanders supporters? Um, probably, I think, that would be treated as political affiliation discrimination, but it's not completely certain. Eugene, will you explain a little bit further about isn't political affiliation associated or akin to political speech? And isn't that protected? Well, if a public school discriminates based on political affiliation, whether party affiliation or political views, uh, that would violate the First Amendment, because the First Amendment embodies this general principle of viewpoint neutrality. Uh, but uh, when it comes to private schools, those aren't bound by the uh, uh, by the First Amendment. Instead, they are bound by uh, uh, state law or in D.C. Uh, context of D.C. Uh, district law. Uh, and uh, uh, there, the statute is quite clear. The statute defines the prohibited political affiliation uh, as uh, uh, being a, a party affiliation. Uh, the, and uh, D.C. could have enacted a broader ban, and indeed, some of the um, bans and discrimination in employment in some jurisdictions like California uh, uh, apply to discrimination against employees based on all sorts of political views. Uh, but other statutes have specifically focus on party uh, discrimination, and that's exactly what the D.C. statute does. It's a fascinating topic. Thank you so much for being on Bloomberg Law and for your column. That's Eugene Volokh. He is a professor at UCLA Law School. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Wall Street time and hope you will be as well. Thanks to our producer, David Sutcherman, and our technical director, Mark Siniscalci. You can always find the latest legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com, plus a website for the legal community at BigLawBusiness.com. Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson is next here on Bloomberg Radio, and Carol is in the studio. I am indeed. Good afternoon, June. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon, everybody. In just a few minutes, we're going to get the latest minutes from the FOMC, of course, from that December meeting. So we'll get a little bit into uh, the Fed thinking. We're also going to talk about car sales, Tesla. We got it all covered. Back okay. to you, June. Okay. It sounds great and very important. That's right now on Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson. I'm June Grosso with Greg Store. Please join us again tomorrow for Bloomberg Law at 1 p.m. Wall Street time. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.